Live from Sadler Studio, it is Stay Busy with the boy Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition of stay busy with armand sadler where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture i am your host armand sadler i don't really want to get into all my fun nicknames Uh, i'm kind of in a very odd mood with uh everything that's been happening this week um i'm simply waiting on the world to change um but it's nice to come here come together with my boy uh nick how you feeling man What's up, y'all? My name is Nick Early. I'm a EPN, executive producing and co-hosting. I am quite frankly exhausted, <laughs> quite frankly. So, yeah, sorry for the dry intro, dry, you know, just setup. But that's just <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get into it today. But uh, I'm really happy and excited to hear that we have a guest, a uh, nice brother of ours, the mm-hmm. man. Ashton Combs. Ashton, how you feeling today, man? Yo, what are you, man? I'm feeling good, brother. I'm feeling well, let me say this. I'm feeling as good as I can be right now with all the the stuff going on in the world. We can we can cuss on here or not. Like I should have asked that before, but do your best not to, but if you slip, we're not gonna gonna all right, bet, bet, bet. All good. Yeah, man. It's just a lot of a lot of messed up stuff going on in this world right now, man. So, you know, I'm doing good considering the fact of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, we're looking forward to having an insightful discussion. Um, and I think that there's a lot of important things that we creators, you you all as musicians need to get into. Um, but we first do want to get into you uh, as a person uh-huh. and, uh, and, you know, just you coming here and bringing your, your expertise and your insights. So I, I got a chance to uh, peep the music. Uh, the music, music is real dope. Um, Thank and, you. And I understand that you're from lincoln nebraska as well so tell us yes, you know how, how you kind of got got your start um you know getting into music man well uh you know i'm I'm a preacher's son man so i come from a long line of preachers on both sides man so you know just growing up in church man and being involved in in church was really how i got my my foot in the door mm-hmm. being around you know a lot of dope musicians man and um a lot of uh, genuine singers, you know what I'm saying? Whether they be the most talented singers or not, I feel like church is one of those places to where, like, you really start to learn how, like, you know, it's not really about the voice, but it's about how you tell the message that speaks to people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay. And so growing up a preacher's kid and obviously being around a lot of a lot of gospel music a, a lot of church music and then having that interest in making your own music was there ever that conflict and like oh i have these beliefs i have this this faith but i'm making stuff that might go against you know what i was raised in and kind of how i should be living 
Uh, man, I had that conversation one time with my parents. Uh, I was 14 because I started off singing gospel, of course, and I was in a group, man, a gospel group. And, um, when I wanted to venture off into, you know, R&B music, man, I kind of just had to sit down with my parents and kind of like I would never forget, man. Um, it was the Kanye uh, College Dropout album, the first mm-hmm. one he did, man. Like I sat down with my mom. And we listened to the whole tape and I just broke down like, yeah, he's cussing, but this is what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the message. And because at that point in time, I was a super Kanye head. So, you know, um, I I think that helped. And I was real big in the music soul child. So I sat down with them and, and, you know, this kind of helped them learn the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because I think, um, this is one of the first times uh, where two separate generations, you know, our generation and the younger generation, we share the same culture. You know what I'm saying? Like you see fathers and sons dressing alike now, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Before you didn't really have that. So, you know, just getting my parents to understand the culture of the type of music that I make. And then, you know, of course, you know, um, you know, it was it was kind of a concern about, you know, me making R&B music and the language and the subject matter, you know. But at the same time, man, I just kind of feel like uh, when I create, man, I don't censor myself because of, you know, what my family or what my church or whatever my whatever whatever other people might think. Um, I just kind of do what I feel, man. And, you know, who's ever ready to hop on on the train is 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 welcome man and i tell people all the time like when you on the ash and Combs train you know by any means if there's if there's a point to where you feel like you got to get off you know when them doors open up go ahead and get off and when you feel like you need to hop back on man you know it's all love like when them doors open up hop back on you know what i mean it's just one of those things like you know follow my journey and 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 what i got to say you know what i'm saying so Dope. Yeah, Dope. I just wanted to jump in real quick, Ashton, just to give people kind of like a little bit more about you and kind of what you do right now. Go ahead and go ahead and tell them, you know, what you've been doing, some of the people you've worked with um, and projects you're working on right now. OK, awesome, man. Um, man, I've had the pleasure of um, when I moved to Atlanta in 2012, man, I had the pleasure of, you know, writing for Trey songs and Lil Wayne and. Um, Jacob Lattimore, Kevin Ross, um, who else, man? I, I've worked with uh, Eric Bellinger, Gucci, man, Eric Bellinger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was that was pr- uh, production. Tory Lanez, Sean Paul, the reggae artist. You know, well, the reggae legend, I should say. Um, you know, it's just it's just been it's been a wonderful experience, man. So, you know, just really trying to uh, step up and you know. Go to the next level, man. Like, I look at it as, like, I do music. You know, I'm not just a songwriter or a producer or artist. Like, I do music, man. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. I was going to ask because I was, I was on your Instagram and I caught that, you know, you were on uh, BET in uh, 2008, I believe the year was. Um, yeah. Performing. And so, you know, 2008 to now, that's 12 years. All, all the names that you mentioned, um, you know, pr- doing production. Uh, well, what's that experience been like, you know, possibly coming in, wanting to be, um, the the face in front, but finding that you're kind of doing more behind the scenes stuff with with certain artists and helping them to craft their sounds. Um, say that one more time. What you mean? Like, oh yeah, like uh, I I guess so. 
making that transition, coming in, wanting to be uh-huh. um, a, 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 a performer primarily and still putting out your own music, but also kind of working behind the scenes uh, to do, doing production. Like, what's that experience been like? Have you found you've enjoyed one side more or? Man, um, to be honest, man, um, I kind of feel like um, it's it's been a blessed experience. Um, of course, you know, being behind the scenes, um, it kind of for me, it kind of prepared me for the artist's journey because there was a time to, uh, you know, where I stopped being an artist and I just focused on being a songwriter and, you know, working with other artists because um, I find that, you know, when I write songs, like not every song is meant for me that I write, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so fact, yeah. I kind of looked at it like, all right, well, you know, I'm just playing these characters, you know, and I'm I'm morphing into a story that I'm trying to tell. So, you know, this song might work for somebody else. But, you know, the reason why I say to prepare me for my artist journey when I got back into the artistry is because, man, like to to find that right moment to where you connect with an artist and that song that you might have wrote three years ago speaks to where the artist is at now, like, you know, that it, it don't come too often. You know what I'm saying? Like you can talk to, you know, a, a lot of like, you know, songwriters that have, have more accomplishments than me, man. Like they'll tell you like, it's, it's, it's a real like tedious journey. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of records that, you know, and I mean, you guys are musicians too. Like there's a lot of records that like, you know, people will never hear that are just sitting on your computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of records that, like, you know, uh, you you'll take 50 shots and land one. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So it, it's it's it prepares you to be uh, steadfast in, in in your journey to pursuing your dreams. No, that's that's real, man. Like, I I mean, I can relate to as like kind of you know being someone that does a little bit of both. But it's it's great to hear that perspective of you know. Sometimes you have to kind of wear one hat more specifically just to kind of break in and, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of whichever way you get in is the way you get in. It doesn't really per se matter as long as you get in. I mean, there's so many artists that break as songwriters first, you know, that they, they get known in the industry as, you know, writing for people and then they have to break as an artist. And that kind of really it doesn't matter, like whatever you want to do, because you bring your holistic self to the industry is that, you know, that's. You don't want to block any sort of blessings. You know, if you want, you can get on right. a project with somebody, but you're just going to be, you know, a songwriter. Shoot, you're on the project. That's you. People get to see your work as as whatever songwriting Then you're doing production and then you get to be a featured guest as an artist. Like it all kind of comes and creates uh, one major picture, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, exactly. Definitely, definitely important to hear. Um, so I wanted to know, like, as you continue to move forward in your career, what are some things that you're still looking to accomplish some things that you still feel like are on the horizon for you man um one i want to break an artist um i want to be a part of uh an artist story that no matter if it's 15 years from now 20 years from now like they have to say my name you know what i'm saying like if you think about quincy timberland Pharrell, all the greats that like we look up to, they were involved right. in breaking an artist. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's how your name really like lives on because like you were a part of of uh, an empire that was built from the ground up. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, so that's why you know studying and you know listening to you know the uh, the backgrounds and the process of you know, for example, how Quincy and Michael even linked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the Wiz, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and you know, the label, Michael's label. First of all, the label thought that Michael was a washed up kid star. You know, he didn't really have nothing going for him. And then on top of that. The label didn't even want Michael Jackson to work with Quincy because they thought Quincy was a washed up jazz guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they ended up making one of the biggest projects, you know, of Michael's career. Of all time. You know what I'm saying? Of all of all time. Like the yeah. off the wall album. You feel me? So it's just kind of like, you know, listening to those stories, like give me inspiration. So I want to break an artist. And then secondly, man, I gotta get some wall jewelry, man. That's what I call it. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm yeah. talking about plaques. plaques you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I I gotta get some wall jewelry, man. And it, and it's and it's happening, man. It's it's happening as we speak. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's bro. just yeah man you know so that that's 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 one of my uh two of my accomplishments man and then you know my artistry man you know i'm trying to reach millions but you know that's a that's a slow grind you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like it's long term marathon yeah 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 marathon you know what i'm saying you got to cultivate the seeds that you plant so no. you know what i mean Dope, yeah, man. I appreciate yeah. you. We're going to, of course, as we continue the episode, it's going to be more of an interview. And we'll get to hear more about what you think about, just, uh, you know, just your life and just hear more of your perspective. So we're going to continue on here and get into the <coughs> chat section right now. All right. Uh, um, so we got the 112 uh, Jagged Edge battle. Um, uh-huh. I will say I was very, very. Um, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say it. I was wrong going into it. And and <laughs> I my, my first initial thought was 112 because uh-huh. I, I liked them more. And then I went and I listened to the music and I was like, oh, no, nah, Jagged, Jagged might have an edge. <laughs> Get it? Oh, <laughs> <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Clever guy. You see it? You see it? <laughs> but, um, but man, uh, and, and it's like Nick says every week, curation is key. Curation, curation, curation. 112 had the right songs queued up. They had the right counters. It was. It, I was. I was very, very, very surprised at, at that result. But uh, it was. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. How, how'd y'all feel about it? I also felt the same. I felt like one twelve really just smoked them. Like they came in there. <laughs> that's the thing with these battles. Some people are coming uh-huh. in to win, and some people are just coming in to play music. And I think mm-hmm. Jagged Edge was taking it seriously, but like. 112 was literally smoking. They had guest appearances. Key Sweat came <laughs> in. <laughs> they had all this type of stuff happening. But, um, of course, focused on curation. And when we say that, for those who are just listening, just coming on, and just figuring out what we're talking about. When I say with these versus battles, versus battles hosted by uh, Swiss Beats and Timbaland, bringing artists together to kind of face off over IG Live and play songs that we all love. Curation is a major factor in winning a battle. As if an artist plays one hit, you have to have a counter that will create, you know, create more up the level of the energy in the room. You have mm-hmm. to consistently read the room and make sure that you're in tune with what they're playing and what you have and based on your catalog and go back and forth. And a lot, we've seen a lot of battles where we think an artist or a producer or whatever 
may not have an edge and then they come in and sort of take over because they're playing the right order of the records countering the right way and so 112 literally was textbook work in yeah. curation so shout out to 112 i definitely i'll say this man doubt. i'll say this i went with 112 from the gate bro because hmm. like 112 had more impactful songs if even if you just look at you know what i'm saying like their their roster of songs bro like 112 is just like like i don't know man like i i wasn't a huge fan of either you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. but i just remember like 112 having that stupid run you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. just like man you know I, I went with 112 and not only that but you know what i'm saying when i met slim from 112 in the studio man it's funny like so i'm from nebraska you know what i mean so it's like like how many black people do you meet from Nebraska? Or how many black first. people do you meet? Right, you know what I'm saying. So Honestly. I'll never forget, man. I was I was walking into this session at Doppler, and I had my Nebraska gear on. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in. You know what I mean? I didn't really see who was in the room, and all I hear is like, "Oh man, another Cornhusker fan." And then I looked up, and it was Slam from 112. And then I'm like, like. Hold on, like Slim, you're a Nebraska Cornhusker fan, bro. Like at first I thought he was playing, like ha ha ha. You know what I'm saying? Like jokes, you know what I mean? But then he started listening stats. So just off of that, like him showing love for Nebraska, I was like, man, I gotta run with 112, man. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I was with them out of the gate, man, because that have that whole bad boy air was just like, bro, like you can't you can't go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I I think I think this battle showed that 112 had had a bit more range in terms of the types of songs they made. Like Jagged Edge is really good at making those those ballads, those those hood R and B songs. Yeah, like yearning and you know crooning, and and it's cool because that's a feeling that a lot of people miss uh, in R and B. But 112, and it, and even if you listen to the newer songs that they previewed, like for me, the 112 song sounded like it, it would just have more longevity, and the Jagged Edge song just kind of sounded like a repurposing of what they've been doing, which is, which is fine. You know, if, if, if you're really good at one thing, fine, do that one thing. But I, I, th- I think we just saw that one twelve had, had a lot, a lot more range. Um, so yeah, shout out to versus for that. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm not, I don't remember if they announced what the next one will be. We're, uh, it's, it's, so we're recording this oh, yes. early for y'all today, quote unquote, we're recording this on Sunday. There's going to be Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. So right, right. A healing right. space, another healing space prayerfully um, yeah, for all of us. That. But yeah, we'll, we'll be able to debrief that this week during the IG live. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up, we got uh, some, some new music uh, this weekend. Freddie Gibbs dropped a surprise album called Alfredo, 10 songs, all produced by The Alchemist. Features from Rick Ross, Benny the Butcher, Tyler the Creator, Conway the Machine. I really jo- enjoyed it. I got it early, so I, I spun it maybe a couple times before everyone else really got to listen to it. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is a phenomenal rapper. I, I love his energy. He raps with such conviction. Like There are things that he says that I've never experienced, I've never done, but I believe it and I feel it just because you can hear it in, in, in the way that he spits it. Um, and I, I like that even... He, he really commits to to that voice and that kind of bravado energy he brings to his rap songs because there's a lot of open 
airy spacey beats where you'd expect some like luxury type rap like like what, what ross does and freddie still kind of brings that brings that grit but it, it works and and he, he always finds a way to stand out on songs e- even if someone comes in completely switches the flow and might have a might have a better verse than him. His voice is just so so recognizable that you can't not pay attention to what he does. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm I'm gonna be spinning that for a while. And uh hip hop one. Um Lil Yachty dropped his album, uh Lil Boat Three. Um bunch of features. Tyler the Creator again, uh who's been rapping really well. Well we need to talk about Tyler the Creator's feature run as of late. It's been it's been pretty nuts. Um Tara Wack, ASAP Rocky, Young Thug, Lil Dirk Project was good. I, I, I like Yachty. I, I think he showed that he is he is a talented rapper. Um, he is committed to doing multiple things at once, and I think you know he's kind of been put into that melodic um, box. And we, we we talked about that uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. But right. when, when he's rapping, when he's really like getting into his rapper bag, uh, Yachty's dope. So I I, I, I enjoyed the project. Um, that's black one, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. The Freddie Gibbs. The Freddie Gibbs is super great. I had a chance to run it uh, yesterday. And I really enjoyed it. It's just his, it's his delivery for me. It's his delivery. Mm-hmm. It's his voice. Right. How kind of, you know, like you said, gritty, but it's just like, ugh. it's like, it makes you just want to, you know, you raise up your shoulders <laughs> and, and flex like, oh, yeah. like, you know, when push does the, ugh, you know, that it, yeah. it makes you feel like that. <laughs> right. Um, and also, yeah, Tyler's feature was bananas. Yeah. Yeah, people are gonna start respecting him as a creative. You know, he went for shock value to get on, and that's mm-hmm. why I think he turned a lot of people off. And I think slowly he's starting to turn turn the leaf over or turn over new leaf, where people are starting to realize like that all that shock value stuff. Like, yeah, that was just kind of a, a ploy. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he's very creative and stuff, but he's like really artistic and like great. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler is like I kind of father him to be like the godfather for this whole like soul hip-hop like weirdo type you know what i'm saying unorthodox vibe that cats are on right now you know what i'm saying like tyler man like bruh like and he sparked off like people's careers the internet you know what i'm saying frank ocean Mm -hmm. like bruh tyler's a beast dog I would, I would yeah. I'm curious to say, like you said, that to Godfather, that's a that's a pretty big uh, statement to say that he's yeah. the Godfather of that. Can you tell, like, other than, I would say, I don't know if I would say God. I'm gonna just challenge you, Ashton. I'm just challenging. Go you. ahead. I don't know if I would <laughs> say Godfather, um, of of this sort of that era because I think that stuff was happening prior to him. I think yeah. he just made shock value very like commercial, like. And not that he's the only one doing it. I think yeah. he really pushed the limits with that Yonkers video. That Yonkers video was like for that. I remember at the time people thinking, you know, oh, he's a devil worshiper. It's like it was just mm-hmm. so like, what is this? And yeah. I think he right. made he made people, I think, more comfortable. He was a pioneer in that way in making mm-hmm. like very left of center stuff, far left, odd stuff, almost creepy stuff. Yeah, right. I'll say no this current. for this generation. He's the godfather of that, bro. Okay, for these little kids, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, everybody everybody has their own little, you know, each generation has their own little godfather stuff, man. He's, Mm -hmm. I feel like, for this generation, for the last 10 years, he could be considered the godfather for that. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, Mm -hmm. no doubt. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. That's a fair assessment. Um, More new music. We got a new single from Black 
ATL Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he is looking to uh, release an album this year, and it seems like it'll be coming soon. There was some website floating around called Black Box. It was like a Dropbox, but it was uh, black albums, and I was trying to get into it. There was some password that I couldn't get. I was really annoyed by it. But um, the single was good. Um, he, he really flexes his rapping ability, his melodic abilities. He said you know, he wanted to show people that, that he can do both, and he he has fun going back and forth between both within the song. And I think, you know, if we look at the current landscape of music, he's definitely one of the best in terms of bringing that, that, that hard nosed rapping ability into the mm-hmm. melodic lane and then still singing and still making people feel a certain way. So I really enjoyed the record. You guys know how I feel about black. I'm looking forward to the, to the project. How'd you guys feel about it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, he rapping, he's rapping. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put that out there. He's a rapper. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's melodic. He gets on his melodic tip and does his thing. I like the way he kind of like, it's almost like, um, this is who I am now. Uh, it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of artists are putting out these records of like, here's where I'm at right now. Like Masego put out the, uh, King's rant, which was kind of like, you know, him saying like, kind of just, you know, calling out a lot of people and then like, or like just a lot of things. And then, um, this, this ATL freestyle, it felt like that too. Like, you know, who I am, like he said, what, I forget what he said, something about like, um, I see. I live VVS. I see clear or something like mm-hmm. that. Some he had some mm-hmm. line, like some real lines in there that I was like, oh, like you know, you're talking about who you are now and whatnot. And so um, I obviously wish uh, Black the best, but he's a rapper, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, how, yo, Action, how, how how do you feel about it? Would would you label Black an R&B singer or a rapper? Man, in today's world, bro, I would definitely label him as. R&B singer, man. R&B music huh? has changed. Yes. Huh? Yes, bro. In today's world, man, I, I would, bro. Like, mm-hmm. what, what what is R&B now? You know what I'm saying? Like... Singing. Yeah, he does man, that. He, <laughs> <laughs> he does that. It's I just that just, singing just has so changed. Outnumbered. I just be so outnumbered. Do you guys... But, like, Ashton, as someone who comes from a musical background... Playing right. instruments, and then here's the thing: I'm not taking away from Black, right? I play and, right, and I'm I'm not saying he doesn't <laughs> sing. Right. I just don't con- like. I think we give we bestow like like Fifty was singing a hook on like Twenty One Questions and all these songs. Is Fifty a singer? Fifty didn't make R and B albums though. But Black right. makes all R and B albums. Right. No, no, no. But to your guys' point, you're saying what is R and B now, right? Like you're saying that it's kind of the line is blurred and everything. If a rapper who this dude is a battle, he came from battle rapping, right? Am I correct? He can't who? evolve. Fifty? No, I'm talking about Black. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's from a battle, battle rapping, rap. right? Yeah, like yeah. he's a rapper by trade. That doesn't mean he can't sing or like try to do that or even make an R&B song. I'm not saying that. It's just so strange for me to like people to like, like I I taken a poll. Me and Armand go back and forth about this all the time. But like uh-huh. I taken a poll about you know who do y'all see him as a singer? And it's just that's fascinating to me. Like I would never characterize him as a singer, um, off off a of rip. Like I would be like, oh yeah he's an R&B singer, huh? What? No, I'd be like no he's a rapper who who be doing both. He'd be singing. And, and, you know, he gets melodic with it. I would always think of it like that, which is, I guess, just the way I was indoctrinated so far as kind of not trying to separate it because there's people who can do both. But it's just I've never like when I think of sing rappers, I think of like Anderson Pack. I think of someone who like clearly be in both pockets, like clearly. And you can see, oh, he does both like separately. 
Whereas right. like I obviously black in his lane, it's a little more blurred because he's more mm-hmm. commercial and whatnot. But like that's when I'm just kind of giving you guys perspective of where I yeah. sort of yeah. I guess draw the line is that like when I think of someone who's like a rapper and someone who's a singer, when I think about oh someone who can do both, yes, a black can do both, but I guess because his singing to me is not on par as his rapping, that's where I, I guess I start to like, I don't, I'm not losing respect for him. That's where I start to like, I guess, feel like it's not equating to me. That's what I'm trying so, to find the right words. So my question for you, um, and I, I, we don't have to stay too long on this, but as, um, an, as, an, as an obvious elite vocalist, um, do you feel like there's, there's any privilege in you kind of, looking at someone who might not be such a powerhouse vocally and saying, eh, I don't know if you can claim, like, like did you, do you kind of get what, I get what, what you're getting saying at? is that, but here's the thing. It's like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Is there like a gatekeeping to be able to say like, yes, it's exactly. It. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. I, my thing is this is like, I think that in just this current age, people are too quick to say someone is like, Oh, they sing it. Right. Fair. You know? And it's like, well, they're sounding good on the record that we can't we can't like deny that. But like singing a drone melody, most people who can carry a tune out on the street can sing back that melody. So it's like what at what level and not even to count all the effects and the EQ and compression and all the things that they're putting on these vocals to make them sound so great. I am saying I think that there's has to be is like what is our standard for like, oh, no, this person's a singer and this person sings like mm. I'll, I'll, J. Cole I'll sings on hooks. I love to hear the current, you know, obviously a songwriter who's person he's working with names that we all talk about on this podcast. I'd love to hear from Ashley. Uh-huh. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like, what, you know, where, why are we not, where's the separation? And not saying that there has to be separation, but I feel like there needs to be someone. I think there's a difference. What I'm trying to say is there's a difference between someone who is, I think, made their, their, their life's goal to be categorized as a singer who can rap and there's people who do that but there's people who live, live their life to be singers live their life to be rappers and then there's people who do both and dabble right mm-hmm. and i think it's like i feel like people don't want to say like one does stronger than the other and so like i just i guess i'm i want to hear Asher. i want to hear from <laughs> man so like i guess i can talk from my experience right like I don't necessarily have the powerhouse voice or I don't have that American idol. I can sing any song I want to type voice. Right. So I guess to answer your question or to speak to your, your point, I would say that the lines do blur, but I feel like that's been going on for a long time. Like, I feel like, like look at Curtis Mayfield, like look at Michael Jackson, like, you know, after Mike left, left Jackson Five, was Mike technically singing? Oh, but he what? was of singing. Of course. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, so he 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 doesn't have your your typical powerhouse voice though either. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, 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 Mike is incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on, Ashton? Time out. Time out. Ashton, Ashton, time out. What's going on? Michael is one of the greatest singers we have ever heard in our lives. Whoa. Whoa, without discussion, one of the Whoa. greatest. With have you oh. have you watched the Whoa. live videos? Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you watched the live videos? Greatest, though. All right, so, bro, so greatest, so I'm yes. About, without I'm talking about so, 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 vocals, Mike runs so, 
feeling. So, so Mike, so Mike, so okay, there we go. I got you on the feeling. I with you on the feeling, but he's not a Luther Vandross. Different type of voice. Different. But it's R&B though. No, you're trying to take away his 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 laurels. No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. no. I, I, I would never take anything from Mike. Mike has influenced me beyond measure. I'm just saying that it's all a matter of perspective. So when we go back to black, right? So it, so for what, what you were saying to me, it seems like black's rap talent speaks more to you than his singing talent. So therefore you classify him not so much as a singer, but it's like, oh, he's a rapper that can do both. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it, it's the same thing for James Brown. James Brown could get down and sing Right, but his pocket was more so of a groove type vibe, and that's and that's where I fit Mike at. So it's like when I say what is R and B now, like I think to go back and to agree with you on on this point, R and B is whatever the feeling is that speaks to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't really a Luther Vandross fan, but Luther Vandross can can sing his ass off, and he can sing any song. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. It's like when we talk about these voices, it's almost like when people were trying to compare Beyonce to Jennifer Hudson, saying that, oh, Beyonce can't sing better than Jennifer. I thought that was trash. I thought Beyonce could sing worlds around Jennifer Hudson. No, you not know worlds. What I'm no, it's not that. Oh, it's not, it's not, no, no. It's not, not worlds. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. It's not worlds. Worlds. It's worlds. It's not bro. worlds. We're not going to No, it is Jennifer not is incredible, dog. It is no, not Jennifer worlds. is incredible, but and, Beyonce but not, can she, sing worlds. Not worlds around Jennifer. No, she's not. Okay, okay, okay. Vocal technique. Vocal technique. Vocal technique? No, absolutely not. We're not gonna. Uh, Jennifer Hudson Jennifer's does the stage. Aspect. Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is on broad. She does Broadway stuff like that. Okay. Those people are the most technical singers in the world, a uh, second to opera singers. Broadway singers, opera singers are the most technical singers. Period. Choral singers. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think opera singers can. Some of them can sing like that. So what? it's like a point of what is singing. What, what is singing? No, 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 no. I'm talking, we're talking about technical singing. Technical singing, right? Right. Opera singers are the highest. They are the pinnacle when it comes to technical singing. I'm not talking about it sounding good, you feeling something, enjoying it, would you listen to it at a cookout. No, they are technical singers, and we cannot take away from that, right? Mm -hmm. So second to them, I would say, is Broadway singers. People who are on stage singing, dancing, and acting. No, 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 no. You gotta listen. Just because you don't enjoy it, just because you don't enjoy it and wouldn't listen to it doesn't make them great singers. And we're talking about the act of singing as an art form, right? Not as like right. who how do you like, you know, as a technique, as a craft. That's what I'm talking about, as a technique and craft. Beyonce is a very technical singer. That's why she can do everything that she does. But Jennifer Hudson stands on her own too, and I would argue she's just as technical as Beyonce. Maybe you don't listen to her because you don't like way her music, you don't like her choice. Two similar voice but different kind of voices. Jennifer Hudson yeah. is a powerful melodic legato type voice. That's she, she that's what she is. <laughs> like I, I, I have to say this: they're in the I same disagree. movie. I, so take a listen. I disagree. Listen to listen to Dream, Dream Girls. Girl. Let's take the example of Dream Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the song Beyonce sang, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, powerful. You feel the ground. You feel everything, right? Beyonce makes you feel something, but you can't say you did not feel something when you heard uh, "and I 
And if I'm not going, what's the song? And I'm telling and, uh, you, if I don't um, have nothing, yeah, and I'm telling you, yes, and I'm telling you, that you can't yeah. tell me you didn't <laughs> feel the same. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't don't feel the same. Oh man, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel the same. People are, blinded. People are blinded by Beyonce's full package. I just want to. No, 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 Beyond, no, no. I'm not no. taking anything anything away from Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce is <laughs> one of the greatest entertainers we've, we will ever see and we've ever seen. But truthfully, when it comes, like, I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. And Brandy is a better singer than Beyonce. Like, without, there's no. Okay, I, 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 can, I, can, I can meet you halfway on that. I'm not, I'm not yeah. mad at that. So I'm, I'm saying, like, do people people put you know Beyonce on this ultimate pedestal of just like no one is better than her, no one can be. When it comes to entertaining, probably not. When it comes to Absolutely pure not. vocals, there are people who are in the same sentence that you cannot like degrade them just because Beyonce is a better entertainer than them. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson is in the discussion. She's by, in by the no discussion. means. By no means was I trying to degrade. Jennifer Hudson, by no means. Oh yeah, But you said she Beyonce singing worlds around her. That's yeah, that's like, not okay. Yeah, that is yeah, not okay. Yeah. Worlds around her, man. Oh, worlds. Man. You know, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Meet me halfway. If not worlds, she's singing countries around her. Oh my god. Nope. This she's def- she's definitely singing. She's definitely singing countries around her, bro. Like she got a few. Pounds okay, over. no, no, no. Break it down on what what. What merits on what? What on on tone, on, on tone, no, not on tone. on on tone, Stop. Stop. on on vocal control. Control. Oh my god! Beyonce has <laughs> way more vocal control than Jennifer Hudson, bro. Oh my god! Uh, way oh more vocal my control. God. Man, way more. This is enlightening. This way is more. Way more. <laughs> more vocal control. Yes, more vocal control. How? She tells the story better. Oh my god. Beyonce definitely tells the story better than Jennifer Hudson. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh definitely. My god. Help me, Father. Definitely. Uh, As if there wasn't enough going on in the world. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know who else I feel like sings better than Jennifer Hudson? I'm Jasmine Sullivan. Well uh, that's not bad. Then I wouldn't I he said, like, "I'm scared." Anyways, bro. we're we're really off track here. We're just gonna, it's cool. I've, I, I've enjoyed this. Far off track here, and it's not going this. down a place where I just don't even. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm gonna say like Nene Leak said, "Man, I said what I said." Okay. Oh my god. Beyonce hey, things worlds around Jennifer Hudson. Tweets not loading right now. Um. Anyway, Literally. <laughs> let's, let's finish up real quick. Uh, Lucky Day dropped the deluxe edition of his album singer to celebrate the one year anniversary. Yes, he's sure. a singer. Um, he uh, had a feature from Babyface on there on the track Shoulda. It's a big That's look hard. for uh, Lucky. Did you, did you guys get a chance to hear Shoulda? I thought it was underutilized yeah. Babyface, but maybe Babyface I agree. costs so much money. He probably man, shout out. Shout out to Dab, man. Dab's my boy. He uh he works heavily with Lucky Day, man. So shout out to <laughs> shout out to Dab. And Lucky Day was a, a writer down here in Atlanta before he, you know, popped off into his artistry too. So I'll write with the whole camp over there. And he That's signed cool. to my boy Courtney Stewart. So like keep cool, <laughs> all that. Like I rock with all that. Shout yeah. out all them. I yeah, just want to know keep, why keep, y'all ain't give Babyface a verse though. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Babyface don't need a verse, man. No, I feel that, but at the same time though, like I just, uh, 
maybe I was, I was having this discussion with people and I was like, dang, man, we have these legends. And I know, I, I get that. Like, he doesn't always need a verse. And probably, you never know mm-hmm. what the story is behind the scenes. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he said, oh, I feel the hook more. Like, what, whatever. Right, right, like, right, right. It right. could be so many different factors. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm selfishly, I'm playing around. I'm, I'm, I'm joking here. but mostly For yeah. sure. Uh, well, not nah, because it's just like you, you see featuring Babyface. It's like, oh, I'm, ready. I'm expecting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hear some backup vocals and a hook. It's like, oh, all right. I mean, it was nice to have you there. But, you know, you didn't really like make your your stay like super impactful. And, and that's fine. It, it doesn't always have to be. Um, one last uh, thing. Neo dropped a new single, You to Love, featuring Jeremiah. Very, very recognizable sample. I, I love it. I mean, you all know I love everything Neo does. Um, and a nice a nice uh, recognizable sample. I actually forget the you, I only want you to love. Who sings it? I forget the name. But um, it, was, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. So check that out. Neo does have an album coming soon this year. So it should be um, should be big. Let's jump into the half and half. What you sipping on today, brother? Uh, I'm sipping on uh, some matcha green tea, trying to uh, calm my nerves from what Ashton just said. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, calm him, Lord. Calm him, Lord. Right, right. Lord, Man. be a nerve. Um, a nerve calm. See, I just don't know what's going on anymore. Um, yeah, so our half and half is coming out of The Rolling Stone by Daniel Kreps. This is The Music Industry Reacts to... On a more serious note, George Floyd death with grassroots blackout Tuesday. So uh, kind of transitioning here into what's going on in the world. All jokes aside, you know, this has been an un not unprecedented because that's not the right word. This has been going on for 400 something plus years. Um, it's just kind of being recorded now. Like we saw Will Smith's quote is just being showcased and seen and. Some organizations are taking stands, some celebrities are speaking out, some are not, and people are kind of processing it all in a different way. Um, but specifically, what has been interesting to see, and and I obviously this is all a spectrum, seeing organizations that profit off of black culture, black people, black entertainers, black activists, whatever you profit off that is black, so organizations have been speaking up, some organizations have been putting their dollars behind it. And some mm-hmm. organizations are simply just, you know, uh, quiet on it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to shout out and showcase, of course, the music, some music uh, industry labels, some labels here that have uh, kind of taken a stand to do what we call, they call uh, this sort of this Blackout Tuesday, which is supposed to hap- uh, happen tomorrow, uh, a day after this episode airs on June uh, 2nd, June 2nd, 2020. Uh, which is basically, as they say, quote, a day to disconnect from work and reconnect with our community. Uh, yeah. They're basically trying to cancel and postpone all programming f- that is happening on that day. So a lot of labels have spoken out. Universal Music Group, Sony, Music, Warner, et cetera, has spoken out on how they feel um, mm-hmm. about this, uh, giving p- official social media post statements about the situation and the protests that have been going on here. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's... It's it's really interesting though, but I think you know, a lot of people have been discussing like, okay, Tuesday, yeah, interesting thing to put. Why not Friday when most of the releases happen? And people have kind of critiqued this as a half in, half out sort of thing. And mm-hmm. their official hashtag for this is the show must be paused. Hashtag the show must be paused. So it's like, but what show is happening on Tuesday? You know, <laughs> yeah, right? And, and there's been people like Ebro um, uh, from Hot ninety seven has said like. 
on that day like he's they've canceled all the interviews for that day and that they're going to be replaying interviews uh from like political activists and people that they spoke about the culture you know the society and politics and whatnot that they're going to replay those episodes uh, specifically for that day um but yeah it, it obviously the music industry is literally black period next sentence um <laughs> like so it seems obviously it's something but it, it seems half in half out it's like okay, well, why not literally shut down the release day? And, you know, it's, it's, it's always kind of like we're pushing them to do more. It's like these organizations kind of want to <clears throat> half step in, step out. And so what do y'all think about that? How do you feel about this? Um, this I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that they said something um, when they said something. Like, I, you know, we don't know the backstory. Like, you know, people have to get stuff like that clear before they can just, you know, make a post or, you know, come out with a statement. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know the chain of command. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I mean, to be honest, like the reason why I'm not really tripping off of when they say something is because this has been an issue that's been going on for hundreds of years. So, you know, unfortunately I, I kind of feel like, you know, this is going to be a, a a battle that, you know, is not just going to end after this protest. So, like, I'm just glad that they said something because at the end of the day, you know, all these companies are making money off of black music. So, yeah, yeah, that, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think something <clears throat> is better than nothing being such powerful uh, companies and powerful um businesses within the industry so it, it is good to see that that they're that they're going to pause everything because we felt over time whether it's racism whether it's politics like businesses still continue as as usual and kind of sometimes act like nothing is happening um i, I was definitely one of those people who was kind of questioning like oh why not friday like if, if we're gonna do something why not do it all the way like you know people canceling their album releases uh, would would be a really big statement. It's like, oh, you care so much about what's going on that you're willing to miss out on, you know, what could be a really successful album for you this week and, you know, pushing it back and dealing with fan anger. And, and we've seen in the past people have postponed their album releases for different situations, whether it's been, you know, um, family deaths or other things. And and and, and you don't want to you don't want to compare trauma. But um, but but the reality is a lot of fans look to people within the music industry to be voices and to use their platforms. So um, it's, it's good to see something and hopefully there's, there's continued actions. It's not just a one and done thing, um, but that's right. a good, it's a good cu- cup of uh, tea, man. So thank you for that. Let us jump into the employee of the month. want to give a big shout out to my home girl, the creative director extraordinaire, Alexis Salky. Yes. There we go. <clears throat> Alexis is, as I said, the creative director extraordinaire, currently a grad student at NYU. A couple things that she does. She helped us to direct our promo video uh, for Stay Busy that we dropped back in December before we launched. She does a biweekly series on Instagram called The Drop, where she uh, gives you some information on different creators uh, within music, within fashion, various different things, just highlighting cool people who deserve more recognition. She has the A-list playlist series centered around different themes. She's got brunch. She's got 
um, 80s. She's got 90s. She's got a bunch of things. She's a true go-getter, self-starter, and her actions really speak. Um, I did an Instagram Live interview with her back around like March, April, when everyone was doing Instagram Live interviews. And I think she might have given me my favorite one just because like the conversation evolved into something I didn't expect. And I think the best conversations are when you go in expecting to talk about something and then you have some natural questions pop up after. Um, so yeah, shout out to, Ale- to Alexis uh, doing her thing and we can't wait to see what else you got coming. All right, let us jump into the slide deck. All right, so this uh, today we are going to do social justice related uh, slides. Um, I think it's a, a really important time to uh, find some type of uh, met proper messaging that can ease our souls. And music is always something that provides good therapy. So I want to start with our guest, Ashton. What did you bring for us, brother? Man, um, uh, the Kendrick Lamar joint, King Kunta, man, that really speaks to me right now um, during this time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dope. We're going to play right. and we have a few words after. Right. I got a bone to pick. I don't want you monkey mouth. i sitting in my throne again. I'm mad. But I ain't stressing. True friends, one question, where, where you and I was walking, now I run a game, got the whole world talking, King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him, Kunta, black man taking no losses, oh, yeah. where, where you and I was walking, now I run a game, got the whole world talking, King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him, when you got the yams, What's the yams, the yam is the power that be, that be, that be. You can smell it when I'm walking down the street. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I can dig rapping. But a rapper with a ghost rider. What the f capping? Oh, no. I swore I wouldn't tell. But most of y'all share bars like you got to buy the bunk in a two minute sale. A two minute sale. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. And if I got a brown nose for some growth, then I'd rather be a bum than a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Where you and I was walking, now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. King Kunta, black man taking no losses. Oh yeah. Where, where you and I was walking, now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. King Kunta, you got the yams. What's the yams? The yam brought it out of Richard Pryor. Now I run the game. <laughs> got the whole world talking. King. See, I like that one a lot because like. It's a different side of what what people would think for like social justice songs or like a song right. that like encourages because it's more encourages more about the bravado and like the just yeah just own it and I like, love the video like him in the hood with the, by the throne and him hitting you know his hitting his elbows up on the west side you know how we get mm-hmm. it uh, hitting his little walk <laughs> step um, uh, but yeah no what what why did you pick that one specifically Ashton uh, black man taking no losses. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> look, 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 you know what I'm saying? I can't cuss. So where was you when I was walking? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like you know, come on, man. Like I, I, I kind of inter, uh, interpret that, you know, with today's times or what's going on right now. It's like, man, we need all of us. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. you know what I mean? Like all, all that, you know, black versus brown, or you know, light skin versus dark skin, man. 
forget all that, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. Where, where was you when I was walking? And mm-hmm. just the fact that, you know, it's called King Kunta, man. Like, you know, we all know the story about Kunta and, and Roots and, you know, that type of stuff. So it's like, you know, try to cut the legs up off them. Like, nah, bro, we ain't taking no more losses, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and that speaks, you know, uh, to me, you know, man, the, the, the black man is, is the most uh, – hunted down creature on, in, in this nation, bruh. So, mm-hmm. you know, we ain't taking no more losses, bruh. So that's why I chose that one, man. Fire. Simple as that. Yeah, appreciate it. What you got for us, Nick? I'm switching gears a little bit here. I'm going to the, the amazing Jamaican singer, Ken Booth. Um, I, I came across this song, I think, about a week and a half ago, and it just it spoke to me, like, really heavily. Um, kind of right before I think it was right before George happened or right around the time so um, this is Is It Because I'm Black by Ken Booth mm. produced by Lloyd Chalmers written by Syl Johnson okay. I'm talk that Yeah, that one's of course a little more uh retro and feel and and older. That one I forget when it came out. Uh Anyways, it came out a little while ago as you can hear from the sound. But um <laughs> 1973, there it goes. 1973 was when that version came out. That's a, the cover. Syl Johnson is actually the original singer of that one, but it it just that's why I love soul music so much. It it just speaks to you feel the pain in his in his voice. You hear it. You hear that he lives this, um, and we live that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's is is a lot to think about, and we'll obviously get more into it as we kind of transition to our board meeting later. But 
this song really kind of had me like just standing, staring off into space, just thinking about my life and thinking about the things that I've gone through, the things that I've witnessed, the things, <clears throat> the stories I've heard. And yeah. uh, it makes me want to really wonder, like, you know, it's because I'm black. <laughs> and so this, this song was really just spoke to me. So, yeah, man, yeah. that's that's my that's my slide. There it is. Um, and last but not least, I brought Black Rage. This is by Lauren Hill. She put it out in 2014 um, in response to Ferguson. And I think uh, you guys will really quickly recognize the song that she interpolated. Black Rage founded on two-thirds a person. Great things and beatings and suffering and worsens. Black human packages tied up in strings. Black rage can come from all these kinds of things. Black rage is founded on blatant denial. Squeeze economics, subsistence survival. Deafening silence and social control. Black rage is founded on wounds in the soul. When the dogs bite, when the bees sing, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember all these kinds of things, and then I don't fear so bad. Yeah, so that was uh, Black Rage by Lauren Hill. Um, she interpolated my favorite things from The Sound of Music. Very extremely popular song. I'm sure you all have heard it in some type of TV show or a department store or something. But I, I really liked the concept of how in in the original song, they mention all those things and how that they don't make them like the, per, the person's not sad anymore because they have all their favorite things. They're happy. And Lauren kind of mentions, you know, dog bites and all these things that black people have endured. And she's not sad anymore. It's empowering her rage. Um, so it's kind of it's it's inciting anger and, and a movement and a revolt rather than just being upset about our circumstance. You know, it's something that's very, very empowering and inspiring. So uh, hearing that and kind of hearing how she flipped that concept, I was like, yeah, Lauren's uh, Lauren's one of the greats and really powerful message. Yep. That, that, one, that one hit. I like that. It did. Like yeah. That. Especially thinking about that song comes from the sound of music. So like just the juxtaposition of that, just like. I really, really like it. Yeah, yeah, because because you think about like when the song is playing in in the movie and they're like running around a, a a grassy field, spinning around, dancing, and they're all happy, just carefree, and you know. So the way that she kind of brought that and made it so salient for us and for what we're dealing with, it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's wild. Um, but yeah. Those are our slides, ladies and gentlemen. The Slide Deck playlist is live on all platforms. These will be available for you guys. If you have any empowering songs that you want us to hear. Um, Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to expand my Rolodex with regards to that. Um, send us some stuff that, that makes you feel a certain way. We'll post it. We can talk about it. I would, I would love that. Um, but gentlemen, are you ready for the board meeting? I am. Let's go. Let's get it. All right. So, uh, Nick labeled this one, the soundtrack of, of social unrest. And I don't think he could have labeled this any better. We Uh are. When you sit and you think about the current climate of the world, we've all been stuck in our houses for the last three months, unless you're an East, East, uh, unless you have to work. And thank you for all the essential workers who are out working. But all of us, we've been stuck inside on social media, scrolling, trying to figure out what's happening with the world. And now we've got 
all this craziness happening in uh, in Minnesota with George Floyd. Rest in peace to him. We've got rioting and looting all over the world. And we're all kind of looking to someone to make us feel better or figure out what the next steps are because we can't trust our president. He's tweeting about how he's going to shoot people who are looting. <laughs> so we kind of get to the situation where as black people, especially, we look to our celebrities, we look to our musicians, we look to our athletes, because these are the people who are our voices. These are the people who kind of operate on our behalf. But we've seen that some of the people who we look to to be the voice of the the, the voiceless, we're not voiceless, but our voices are marginalized. We see that the people who we look to to speak on our behalf don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> they're not educated. They're rubbing people the wrong way. They are taking the wrong side and they're on the wrong side of history. So it's like, are we, should we be looking to these musicians to speak for us? Is that the responsibility of musicians? And so I'm glad I have two musicians here to talk to me about this. So what do you guys feel is the role of musicians during this time? I'll give it to Ashton first. Go ahead, Ashton. Man, I think um, the role of musicians uh, across the board and for me, especially our black musicians are to use their platforms and their voices to speak out about what's going on, man. I I think that if you have a platform where you can make a difference and you're not using your voice for this particular time, but you can make songs about trapping and and killing one another, I think you a clown, you know what I'm saying? And that's just, you know, um what what I, I said what I said and I stand on it, man, because at the end of the day, you know, no matter if you go back to, you know, back in history, man, like no matter what you did, whether it was pushing from, you know, pushing gambling, running numbers from Bumpy Johnson to, you know, Langston Hughes, like there was always the end goal to uplift the black community, man. So I feel like you know, yeah, you might not be the most political savvy person or you might not, you know, be educated in, in politics, but you don't need to do that to say, hey, this is wrong and we need to come together. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not expecting everybody to be Malcolm X, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, use your platform. This, I'll say the same way that you use your platform for, for the coonery and this time we need you to do it for, for helping people to come together. That's a fact. I mean, actually, it's really interesting to speak towards Malcolm X. Um, I pr- I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I personally feel like the, you know the role of musicians in in the world, especially in relation to the times. Musicians, your duty as a musician is to reflect your times <clears throat> that you were living, right? And we see that in a lot of older soul music and a lot of. You know, a lot of the music was what was going on. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Mm-hmm. You know, Strange fruit. We think of just even black eyed peas. Where's the love during you know the beginning around the time right. when the Iraq war is about to start? And like, it's just. I think there's a response. You know, NWA, uh, Public Enemy, mm-hmm. all of these, all of these artists and these groups. They reflected their times. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? The Vietnam War, all this stuff like that, which is a little after, but it came out a little after. But the point of it, all of that stuff being is just like Bob Marley. You know, I'm coming up with examples as I'm trying to speak, but <laughs> um, <laughs> all of these people and these activists, you know, their jobs was to 
speak on the time that people don't understand how important a voice is right yeah you know like bob marley is literally being watched by the fbi and cia and there's all these, these thoughts and conspiracies about how they took him out because he was bringing people together people were galvanized behind a sound behind a movement yeah. music is physical it's connected it's a vibration it's a sound where you know what i'm saying without getting too you know scientific and, and meta you know about it like it can it moves it connects people together why do you get chills when you hear certain things why do you, you know mm-hmm. cry off of music like it, it has an emotional response and it can galvanize you know what i'm saying and so that's why i think also people are so quick to kind of shut down the music that is geared towards moving people in for progression and i think mm-hmm. you know oftentimes it gets a rap of being like oh that's corny or that you know conscious <laughs> yeah conscious you know like the fact that we all oh, you know he's just we relegate conscious rappers not that people can't yeah. always be conscious right we relegate yeah. it to one sort of side here oh yeah he you know he's more on that conscious rap like that you know mm-hmm. i don't really want to hear that on saturday night like and i get yeah. it there's moods for different things but to like i think it needs to be held in a certain sort of reverence too because like those are the things that we hear and feel now and music yeah. is about memory and never forgetting too. And so, I think the job of people right now is to, as musicians and artists, is to reflect your times and be an artist. Now, that mm-hmm. point about Malcolm X. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. But that point about Malcolm X. I was on Twitter earlier today, and I saw this tweet talking about like, y'all got to stop. You know, like thinking entertainers are leaders. You know, like leave them where they're at or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said I retweeted and quoted and said, you know, like. That's the funny thing is, is that entertainers used to be leaders. Yeah, they used to be out in the front. And then the guy who posted it had uh, responded with me. He said, "Just take a look at this." It was a interview of Malcolm X talking about how basically entertainers aren't leaders mm-hmm. in our community. Like they're not leaders. And he said, "You know, give, he gave the parallel of like in the white community, the, are they looking at leaders as?" They're entertainers, the comedians, the actors. And he gave these yeah. examples of Lena Horne, Dick Gregory, and all these people. Um, kind of, you know, taking the power away from them, uh, saying that they're not, you know, they're not leaders, that they're puppets placed by by the white man or whatever. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. fully agree. I got his point, but I didn't fully yeah. agree with it because Same. a lot of those people, you know, like Harry Belafonte and all these people have been at the forefront. Yeah. And this was a time in which they were even pushing for the right to entertain you know what i'm saying like yeah and share their craft um mm-hmm. not in a shuck and jive you know tap dancing sort of way either mm-hmm. you know in a yeah. way that you no know, like i'm a i'm a powerful black figure and i'm gonna speak you know what i'm saying um <clears throat> and so i just i highly disagreed with that with that interpretation of what malcolm is saying um but i just want to put, put that to you guys and say what do you think do you think that we shouldn't have that entertainers aren't leaders it's weird to say that uh, if you have a platform, I think at bare minimum, you should acknowledge what's what's going on. Um, if you want to make a larger statement, if you want to be out on the front lines working with, you know, local politicians and local organizations, that's great. That, that's a bonus. But I think if you're a black artist who is making money off of you, your black fans and your black fans are being affected by black issues, there's no reason that you shouldn't at least acknowledge something um, and if you have to go through the proper means to make a statement that doesn't offend anyone, work with your PR team. That's fine. I don't like that people kind of look at 
these rappers as you know uh rappers and celebrities like yo you should just shut up and and donate because it's kind of like what they were saying to nba players shut up and dribble i don't like that that we look at these these actors as as banks and cash grabs now if if they have the money should they use it sure i'm not going to tell them what to do with their money but obviously that would be amazing if they donated a bunch of money but if you're someone who has who 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 is influencing people who has a following who has a fan base I, I think it is your it is your absolute duty to acknowledge what they are going through and do what you can to to assist that. But I think there are certain people who don't need to. And, and, and we've seen that forcing a statement out of certain rappers ends up just making us more angry because we we end up dissecting it or people get offended, whatever the case may be. So it's like, you know, there are obviously certain people who we trust to be at, at the forefront, but not everyone needs to be and not everyone signs up to be. But you should do something. I think you being complicit is 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 just is makes the situation much worse. Right. And, and and to piggyback off of that, like don't get it twisted though. Like, you know, for white America, our black entertainers do not speak for no whole way for all black people. Please mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. Yeah. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? They are just speaking their opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, a lot of times people be getting it twisted. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's one of those things, man, to where like speaking to to your point, Nick, uh, where you uh, talked about, you know, Michael Max and him saying that, you know, black entertainers aren't our leaders. Like I can kind of see maybe where he was going with that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at the same time, you know, as is, you know, just as important as, you know, T.I. and Lil Wayne to get out here and protest with us. Like, we still need to have our forces, our our our, our real leaders in, in, you know, political positions. You know what I'm saying? Of and, and I think that's that's kind of where I think we're lacking right now because, mm-hmm. you know, in the black community, man, like, we have we have the artists saying stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar is a prime example of, you know, a, a conscious rapper who's, you know, mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like on the other side, like, where are Andrew Young's? Where are our you know, people yeah. who, who are, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, who no, aren't scared yeah. to ruffle some feathers amongst their peers in, you know, these rooms where laws and decisions are being made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's that, that's, my, that's my thing. Like, I, obviously, I would love for all of my favorite artists to, to come out and do this, but I don't get why we direct so much negative energy towards rappers and singers when it's our politicians who are the ones who can ultimately make the most right. change <laughs> like that's right. it's, it's so weird to me like and I, yes i agree this rich person who has so much money and you know seems like they're removed from the world should should be more aware and it's it's great to see like tory lanes was out protesting cole was out protesting there's a bunch of rappers who are out on the front line ray j know, was out protesting i was like damn okay it's real now. yeah <laughs> yeah but but it's like at the end of the day our politicians are the ones who can ultimately make the most change. So let's right. let's let's start calling those those political hotlines. Let's let's at you know Cuomo and at Cory Booker instead of adding DeBaby and Lana Del Rey. And Lana's a whole other case. She she just posted a video of people looting on her Instagram. She oh man, we're we, not even going to dignify Lana. Forget her. We've seen so much right. coonery this week. Forget her. Yeah, the coon chip. 
is going like let's 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 just go through a list of people who made some questionable comments. We got Odell Beckham, uh, we got Diddy. Hey, what did Odell say? I'm sorry. What did I, <laughs> oh, I meant that? Damn. So, he might as well he, said all lives matter. He might as yeah, well basically, he he said, you know, violence isn't the answer. There's been so much violence happening over the course of history, and it hasn't changed anything. So us responding with violence isn't going to help. We should be peaceful. Um, and you know, like. I guess I can see where he's coming from, but read the room. Like the biggest quote of 2020 is read the room. No one wants to hear, oh, it's not the time for violence. It's 2020. We've been dealing with this for centuries. Violence has been, uh, uh, violent acts have been done to us and we, we've had to peacefully respond to them and just, you know, be like, oh, we get it. Like, no, man, like people are infuriated and they're operating the way that they like to because what other option do we see right now, Odell? Yeah, you're rich. You're a successful receiver. You're in your mansion. You might not have to do anything, but like, you don't have the right to tell people how they react to how they feel. No justice, uh, no peace. Sounds yeah, right up. Man, I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time for it's, it's money time. To be honest, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people. Uh, and I'm gonna say this real quick because I know you're in the middle of uh, going down your list of comments. No, it's cool. Of, you know, coonery. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm really getting sick and tired of people talking about, you know, what Dr. King would approve and what he would, wouldn't oh, approve. Man. Man. His own kid. Oh, oh my God. 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 He said, hey, bro, like, he said go ahead, Nick. Rioting is the language of the unheard. Mm. Yeah. He mm. said not that. only that, but, but we have no clue where Dr. King in today's time, what, what he would have said. You know what I'm saying? Because. Yeah. After a while, you know, Dr. King was a man, you know, and, and yeah, we we did this. We 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 marched, you know what I'm saying? We we been peaceful. We been peaceful, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But along with that, we need to put our money together because that is the language that white people understand is mm-hmm. money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and if 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 you don't have the money to to make us rock with you, like all these celebrities, like why are we not putting all our monies together? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why aren't y'all giving small black businesses loans? You know what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. aren't y'all? And, and you know, I can't speak for every entertainer, every rich black person out there. You know what I'm saying? At the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, man, it's cool that you donated to charity, man, but that that doesn't go all the way to you know. Big Mama's soul food restaurant. Sometimes, like that, mm-hmm. doesn't translate. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, mm-hmm. like Marsha, Marsh, uh, what is his name? Marshawn Lynch. He's buying up yeah. his community. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, put your money yeah. where your mouth is, man. Stop telling me to be peaceful. Hey, we got this part. We down here on the ground causing a ruckus, so that way you can be up there doing what mm-hmm. you do, dealing with the white people who can who understand the language that you speak. They not hearing us because we don't they don't understand our language. Yeah. But you got the money up there so you can talk to them. They go they gonna give you a listen because you got the bread. Right. So you know what I mean we gotta we gotta work together. I think a lot of times as black people it's kind of like the whole W E B Du Bois and Booker T. Washington thing. Like why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't we do both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I also think that, yes, I agree. I agree with that. It's kind of we live in a gray area world like things are not black and white. And so it's like we always try to mutually exclude things. And I think that that yeah. is that's inherently problematic 
because like you said, these are dynamic like issues that are changing and ever changing. So it's like we have to come up with multiple approaches, multifaceted approaches to all these issues. But I kind of want to go back to thinking about like what the role of the musicians are for this is mm-hmm. like um, we talk about, you know, silence and being complicit. Do you think that rappers specifically hip hop being such a galvanizing genre, do you think that rappers have a specific onus over maybe other genres to kind of speak out on things that they they have the scene yeah i mean i think hip-hop moves the needle um we see so many pop acts r&b acts a bunch of other genres are trying to take from hip-hop on the on the music side so i think if rappers were aware of that um and and i i I, well no I, i i think they're aware of it i just don't think that they are all of them are using their powers to their, to their full extent. Like, you know, Cole and Kendrick will make conscious music and then Cole will be out, out protesting, you know, um, Drake will post on his Instagram and do whatever. And, you know, there's there's a bunch of different people who kind of do different things. But I think if we had one really big unified movement and something that was consistent, because I think a lot of it is reactionary to these things that happen, but they're happening at such an increased frequent rate like beyond you know the black lives matter movement which has persisted for i believe six years now i just think we need some more structured mechanism where where rappers can can be at the front uh, leading speaking putting putting money and resource into things and again we only know we know so a lot of them could be behind the scenes doing things i just think you know unfortunately like i said we only know we know so if we saw that there was like a big unified effort then we, we we might not necessarily feel like there's a lack of you know what's going on so yeah it's it's all about awareness and visibility and i think that's the biggest important role of the music i think that music people understand is like people always say oh it's not my job to educate it's not my job to educate and i get that because education of people who are ignorant of things is exhausting so much i i understand <laughs> that but i feel yeah, like funny, <laughs> but i feel like saying that is not moving it's it's uh creates i would say complacency um, yeah like for example i can give the example i had so many so many of my amazing friends who are white reach out um and it was very clear you know who said something about the issues and who didn't right and i wasn't checking for no one i didn't ask nobody to say nothing to me i didn't need that right because i was dealing with my own community but the fact that there was many people that reached out, right, and said, look, I'm a white man. I'm a white woman. I don't know what to do. I see this is wrong. I'm actively against this, but I know this. Show me my place. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of those conversations. A lot of them were educational from the standpoint of, you know, like they're saying, I'm here to learn. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were educational from the standpoint of saying, like, look, like what you can do is two things. You can support the causes by in your circles actively being anti-racist anti whatever you know said if you're around all white folks and you and somebody one of your uncle says some crazy stuff you check him i don't Mm -hmm. care you know what i'm saying you can also it's really three things you can put your also second you can put your dollars towards people who are on the ground making these things happen you could, there's a grip of organizations all around the country that you can put your dollars toward that are valid organizations, right? Mm-hmm. Then lastly, the most important, I think, in this whole allyship idea is that 
you have to understand that you will never understand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once you understand Preach. that you will mm-hmm. never understand, I think that is when you can be a true ally, right? Yeah. That's when you can step into this. this Shoot, then you might understand. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm saying, like, <laughs> right, exactly. But what I'm saying by is that is like understanding that you just live in a different world. And regardless of how much for me you are, like when we go home and leave ourselves, like I can, I give an example to one of my friends. She was talking, we were talking and we were recounting this one experience. I said, you don't know this, but like we were, remember when we were outside the school talking, blah, blah, blah. And then you left to go leave. Wasn't but 30 seconds later that a car drove by and called me nigger. And so I, you know, as nice as you are to me and, you know, the much you care about me. And she was shocked. She was like, that happened? I was like, yes. But what was it? I didn't need to say anything about it. That is our daily existence. So it's like, once you understand that you'll never understand, that is, I think, the, the, the pathway to, to saying, like, I just will live a different life, right? Regardless yeah. of how much I'm on the front lines. Like, outside of that, when I go home and go see, I can call the police and they will they will help me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's just an aside here, but you know, to keep it on the mu- music part, but like, I think, I think all artists have some sort of role to play. Some mm-hmm. people are just more naturally outspoken. I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people aren't, but I think the ones that aren't, if you're not going to speak, you need to act, you need to do something else. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to do something because it does affect you in some way yeah. or another. I don't care, you know, you're rich or not. If you get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, with the wrong cop, you will just be humbled. It won't matter how many commas is in your bank account. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I feel like a lot of people are, at the same time, the lack of leadership. There's yeah. no, like, one person. There's no Malcolm. There's no MLK. There's no, like, there's a few people that we can think of, but, like, they're not taking the reins and saying, this is what we finna do. We're gonna get organized and make this happen. So I think yeah. that's why a lot of us, like, we're looking towards the people that we invest so much of our money, our time, our, our careers, and our love into to say something about something that we know affects us. Yeah. And so... Things have felt a lot more disjointed since Obama. And, and not that Obama's presidency was perfect, yeah, but was, but yeah. I, I feel like we had, we, we had one central leader that we could all look to. My president is black. You know, all, all the things he was doing at the White House with all these different rappers. And now it's like, you're right. We don't have that. We don't have that one person who can just like get us all in formation when, when, when <laughs> folks want to pop off. Right. But, well, we're going to talk well, about formation. This is... Yeah. My fault. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just being petty because the- <laughs> uh, because of the Beyonce thing. No, 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 no. not uh, because of that. I just I had feelings about her post, but we'll we'll go uh, on aside. Go ahead, Ashton. Okay, I, I think um, to piggyback off of what you guys are saying. Hello, am I there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, to piggyback off of what you guys are saying, I think you know. Back back in the day, musicians and our political leaders were all on one accord. Like they hung out together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They ran in the same circles. And exactly. you don't necessarily see that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I, it just hit me. It's like out of all these protests and these marches, where the hell is the NAACP? Mm-hmm. Where where are the all of our organizations 
like you you know uh Thurgood Marshall was he was a, a Supreme Court judge and was a part of the NAACP like where where like what's going on like yeah. where where are we at you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like right now we have a whole bunch of young people just enraged man and we don't have that that guidance from people who really know how the political game works you know what I'm saying so it, it's I don't know, man. It's it's easy to dismantle us, and this is why, like, I would be very interested to see where this issue, where it's at, or how relevant it is in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's when I know it's real. That's interesting. That that's like interesting enough itself that you even said that is like showing kind of like in this world how quickly we sort of move past things. I and it's not moving past it. It's just we're tired. We are exhausted. Like I, this has been, this has been like consuming my time. I haven't, I haven't, you know, written no beats. I wrote a line here, line here that I haven't written any beats. I haven't written no songs. I just been sitting here at my laptop, refreshing the page, seeing what new Mm -hmm. developments, seeing what this has. I've been staying up to crazy hours of the night, just watching this stuff. And it's because it's affecting us in a different way. But think about like, dang, yeah, we're so desensitized. It could be gone shortly. Like something else could yeah. happen. And it's just, it's just weird to think about how we, is it how we are right now? It's just like, how do we move forward? And you know, what are the role of the people who are creating the culture? Because the sound of the culture is so much a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And right. It moves the people. It gets us going. It gets us, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I mean, like, think about like Childish Gambino. This is America in 2018. People were really excited about that and rallied around that. Kendrick Lamar, All Right, or the entire Tapimba Butterfly album, uh, I'm Not Racist, Joyner Lucas. Like, that there have been these really, and then the, the songs you mentioned uh, from back in the past as well. Like, there have been these these rallying cries, these chants, these things that have given us hope and and empowerment in the midst of of all this. So like, you know, I I I think. Clearly, some rappers see uh, rappers and musicians see what they can do for us to empower us. But I think more people need to kind of take themselves more seriously and realize, like, yeah, like you, you, you can, you know, you can rap over over that eight hundred eight and like have us turned up in, in in the club. But you can also give us something like "All Right," which I ended up playing in, in some clubs and people chanted it at marches and all that. Like you have you have mm-hmm. the capability to to do both. Kendrick has done both. Childish has done both. Cole has done both. So many people have done both and and given as much of their time and energy to the advancement of their people as much as they have the advancement of themselves and their careers. Um, so it, it it is a very real thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who, who looks to music for for comfort when, when I'm sad, when I'm lonely, when things are happening, you know. And so in, in this time, it's it, it it definitely felt weird listening to the Freddie Gibbs album and and the Yachty album on Friday and kind of just trying to act like things things were normal and you know you never know what you're gonna wake up to or what development's gonna come in the next hour on Twitter. So yeah, it's uh it's crazy, man. Crazy times we're living in. <sighs> right, it really is. Yeah, man. Well, guys, I appreciate you, my brothers, being able to come and talk about this and this is uh yeah. It's been it's been an interesting time, but yeah, just wanted to wrap it up there, y'all. So, Armand, you want to go into this bulletin yeah, board? For sure. Um, as we said, five p.m. Um, well, by, by now you got it, it'll have passed. So, I hope you guys enjoyed Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond and Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, was there as well. Um, otherwise, 
nothing happening. Um, so stay inside. But if, if you are going to protest, please wear a mask, hand sanitizer. Don't wear anything that can link you to any of your organizations or any of your family members. Make sure people know where you are. Please be safe. You know, I, it's crazy thinking about how in the midst of a pandemic with a uh, coronavirus sweeping the nation, people are outside in groups of thousands and this could just make the second wave of COVID that much worse. But, you know, well, whether you're inside or outside, please stay safe, stay moisturized, sanitized. Ashton, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank man. You, Obviously, man. you know, it wasn't the most happiest of times, but we did end up having some fun, <laughs> some some fun debates, some fun banter. Oh. Um, we are definitely going to get you for those Beyonce comments, man. Absolutely. Hey, man, save it, man. Put, <laughs> save it in your voice memos, man. Yeah, <laughs> All right, is, is there anything that you would like to promote for, for the people? Man, I just want to, first of all, promote love. You know what I'm saying? And promote God. Um, and to promote, you know, blackness. And mm-hmm. I want to promote uh, peace. I want to promote oneness with everybody, you know, in the African diaspora and also our, our brothers and sisters of other, uh, you know, ethnicities and, and, and races, man. I want to promote us coming together because that's what it's going to take. And I wanted to yeah. say all that before I say go check out my music, because at the end of the day, you know, I pay for my music to be on there long after I die. So I want my words and my voice to have more of an influence than me just putting some cool melodies together. You know what I'm saying? I want people to know that I promote everything that I'm talking about, everything that you brothers are talking about, because that's what it's going to take. And it's going to take platforms like this to resonate and be put in front of people, man. And I just want to thank you guys, you you brothers, for even having the guts and the the uh, the organization and, and and the the encouragement to come together and do something like this, man. Because it, it really is important. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I want to promote, man. But go check out my music. I'm on uh, Spotify. I'm on all the platforms. Uh, hit me up on my social media, the real Ashton Combs on IG, real Ashton Combs on Twitter, Ashton Combs on Facebook, man. Just just hit me up. And that's Ashton like Kutcher, Combs like Diddy. Ashton Combs, man. So I just appreciate y'all. <laughs> Let's do Combs like Honey because Diddy is canceled. Man, why is Diddy canceled? I mean, all right, we have to talk about that He's afterwards. Not I'm just I'm just being annoying, like cancel culture (laughs) it's here today gone tomorrow like people will be over what he said shortly but anyways yeah armand wrap us up sir yeah let's cancel cancel culture y'all stay safe stay humble and stay busy Best podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting crossed, get lost, like trying to go across, fur, or trying to run a cover like Moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated, crawling your grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused, admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up, Trevor Scotland. The shortest Sunday episode I might hit, but I left it on red once I watched it. You know the boy. Clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 
You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy. You know we stay busy.